You're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Right, get out of here with the podcast. Welcome to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. Today I am talking to, I guess we would call her the most successful candle maker I've ever met in my life and somebody that's got a sense of humor that ooh, even matches my own. That's a big compliment, Shannon. Oh, look, it's an honor and a privilege. I don't hand that out lightly. I, I see. I totally can imagine you wouldn't. So I. <laughs> We've actually just connected via throwing shade on um, Instagram at each other. We've never even really sat in person and had a fucking conversation. I know. I feel like I know you so well, though, from that. <laughs> and it all started, I think, I remember um, it was actually my business partner Christy that passed away that first I think mentioned your business the prospect project and you know you make these really cool candles which if you haven't heard of them they're just so cool and I think the first one I remember seeing was this one smells like unicorn poo yeah I'm the OG of that by the way there's a lot of people these days trying to replicate unicorn poo and I'm the OG from like 10 years ago been making it the longest are you still you still make that one I do. It's actually one of our best sellers, but hot tip. It's probably my least favorite smell. It's very, very sweet. It smells like what a unicorn's poo would smell like. Well, yeah, well, it smells like a unicorn took a dump in a glass. Smart. <laughs> and like sprinkle some glitter on top. But you got to give the people what they want and they want unicorn poo. <laughs> and I said we weren't going to talk about the candles straight up, but yes, since we're here. <laughs> um no, we we will get to it a bit later, but I, I have gone back and forth with you on Instagram and I've one day said, oh, I feel like you should have a candle that says this candle smells like ass. Yeah. And you were like, who would actually buy that? And I'm like, everyone. Yeah. I feel like it's a really niche market. <laughs> Open to interpretation. It depends whose ass it is and how sick you are that you would want to I still think you need to run a poll. Anyway, but you so beautifully. So, And I actually have, Shannon, you guys make me these candle smells like Elsa and I use them for my client gifting. And you know what? I think they're so funny, but I just don't get anywhere near as many laughs as As the ass candle. I've got one client up in Broome who just thinks it's the most hilarious thing of all time. She's just like her boyfriend is constantly picking it up going, I can't wait to meet this Elsa and see what she smells like. What a creep. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Fish. Yeah, exactly. All right, enough banter. We're going to circle back to the candles at the end. I said to you, Shannon, I said, yep, I want you on my podcast. Um, I don't want you to be boring, which is amazing because you're the most unboring person I know. And I was like, get on here and give me some good, juicy stories because this is what this podcast is all about. It's kind of sharing those nitty-gritty stories because behind all these amazing businesses like yours that we see online and we just go green with envy because it looks like you've got it all figured out, don't you? You've got your shit together. I totally have my shit together. I am rational. I am normal. Um, What else do I have written on my mirror to tell myself each morning? (laughs) 
insane. <laughs> Look, <laughs> people hang up if you keep this up. <laughs> All right. So give us the juice. Tell us about Shannon. And um, I guess let's segue your story into how you ended up being the most successful candle entrepreneur on the planet. Oh, big call. Um, oh, that's a big title. You know what's probably the most remarkable part is that I consider myself incredibly unremarkable. <laughs> I don't think I project a glamorous life by any means or an exciting life. And I remember when I started my business journey and I, I did a couple of like online courses and stuff like that. And I just remember seeing people's businesses like blowing up around me and I was genuinely so happy for them. It's not like I was being a hater, but there was a little bit like, well, how come mine's not just like blowing up overnight? Like I'm putting my heart and soul into it. I'm doing all the work. I'm doing everything. Yeah, I, I was a real slow burn for my business. So I don't. You're allowed to hate the people that are, are successful. Like there's nothing wrong with sometimes just getting a bit fuck you to people that are killing it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Maybe at the candy <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Genuine love for anyone that's um, out there slinging and hustling, so good for them. But, um, yeah, I, I couldn't really understand why my business wasn't as seemingly easy as everyone else's. Yeah, so I guess I'm just like a regular person that had zero dollars to put into a business, zero experience. I don't come from like a well-connected family or, you know, I'm, I don't run in cool social circles. I'm just a regular schmegular person from Perth. Um, Which um, most people are, by the way. <laughs> I think I that's just, how a lot of people connect with me. Like I'm just a yeah. really hard and didn't give up. That's it. That's the, the key to it. I did reluctantly start a business. That's why it was called The Prospect Project. So I actually lived on Prospect Place in West Perth. And I always, being a self-sabotager, um, intended for the business to fail. So I was obviously off to a great start. That's <laughs> why I called it the Prospect Project. To me, the yeah, word you know, project, have no expectations, and then you can never be disappointed. Exactly, it has um, it has a completion date intended. Project. The word project is like you do something and then you finish. So I always had foot out the door, basically. And even a few years into my business, when it was still going okay, when COVID hit, I was like, well. Looks like we're packing up. Like we've had a good run. <laughs> we are, yeah. But it was actually turned and into like the busiest period ever. So um, I bet it did. It and you know what I always say, later. Shannon, is if something gets too hard, you should quit. <laughs> Thousand percent. I'm a runner, like as in not <laughs> an exercise runner. I don't do that. But if when things get hard, I run. <laughs> oh, me but, too. Yeah. My my close friends call me Hussein Bolt. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yay for having a loser attitude <laughs> if it gets too hard i'm out of <laughs> not, not my jam i hate confrontation but yeah the goal was that i wanted to do something charitable i was super inspired by you know like the brand thank you that does all the hand washes oh my god i, I love that brand that. I loved that idea of being charitable without like ramming it down people's throats and being like real mm -hmm. creepy and like, oh, my life is so perfect. I'm charitable. I'm just a regular person. I I get takeaway coffees in a takeaway cup. Like I'm not this person that lives my life of like virtue and doing all the things. I just wanted to give back in a way that I could. Like my parents always taught me that, you know, if you're in a position to give time or give money to people that need help, do it. 
Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be an all or nothing thing. So the product really was irrelevant. The Prospect Project actually started as granola, not candles. <laughs> so oh. it came in later down the track and that was kind of accidental too. So I think the key to being still relevant nearly 10 years later, especially in a saturated market, is evolving with the times and being able to sort of read what the market wants and what, like, yeah. I think as well that you're so, you had such an original idea. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was very cool. about candles. um, No. Before, every man and their dog makes candles. But um, when I started out, everyone was doing them in, like, the pretty canisters and um, beautiful candle vessels, which is lovely, nothing to take away from that. But I knew my spot in the market wasn't, like, a luxury, high-end, cool brand by any means it was kind of not perfect it was raw it was sustainable so I got a jam jar and you asked a unicorn to take a dump in it exactly and snorted (laughs) a line of glitter prior to that so um, (laughs) yeah no one was really doing that at the time and I saw a market for custom products people love to pop their name on things or their business on things so yeah, I yeah. There's such a cool idea for custom gifts. I've been I like I say it to so many of my clients. I'm like, go and check out this. Like, yeah, it's such a great idea. And actually, I wasn't planning to ask you this, but mm. since it's sort of leading in this direction, have you had? You would have had people copy, right? Oh, of course, a thousand percent. And so, some people that follow me on Instagram will be aware of someone, another business that um, did attempt to copy in a, a very sad comic sans kind of way but um from a few years ago that they were called out for publicly which look I don't like having to sling the mud but I will if I feel that an injustice has been done and well it's like someone picking on your baby isn't it in the in the playground you just want to punch that kid pretty much so it was a yeah not a virtual punch but a virtual hey don't do that and people got around me, which was lovely, and that person stopped doing it. Which is oh, amazing. I was going to say, did they stop? Yeah, that's great. They did, yeah. And no one fucked with you ever again. I wish I could say that was true, but <laughs> me again, and they also got called out. So I sound like a real messy bitch right now. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being a messy bitch, my friend. Nah. If I have to, like, you know, roll up the sleeves and get, in, get dirty in the mud, I will. <laughs> Yeah, well, you put all that hard work into it, right? And it's like, you know. When I started the business, I made a promise to myself that I was never going to, one, do anything I wouldn't be proud of, my behaviour. Mm-hmm. Two, I wasn't going to step on anyone else to get ahead. And even though I have had these two instances where I have called people out publicly and, and maybe to some people that doesn't seem great and that it is putting someone else down, I stand behind every interaction that I've had. There's nothing I wouldn't be proud of that I've said and that I really see it for standing up for what's right and not letting people take advantage of you, which is something I've struggled with my whole life, being a people. Uh, I will let people walk all over me all day long. Let's go there. Yeah, I have such an issue with it. I'm like, you know, I feel like in my life I've had a lot, and this isn't about me, it's about you, but I can I can really connect to this because so often I've seen people behave badly and do the wrong thing and, it, and it's like, oh, no, 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 don't say anything. Be the bigger person. That fucking shits me because sometimes it's like this person is being a bad person. They are doing the wrong thing and, what, I'm just meant to roll over and, like, just cop it. 
And people continue to behave like that because they yes. can. It's not till someone calls them out and says, uh-uh, not happening, that they're like, oh, okay. And can I just say, you can be a really good person acting in, in integrity and still stand up for yourself. You are allowed to stand up for yourself. You don't have to be, being a doormat doesn't have to, you know, isn't the prerequisite for being a good person. Agreed. Agreed. Oof, I'm just going to fire If you're in the right, and like, you know, there's always two sides to every story. Agreed. But ours is always the right one, hey? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so funny (sighs) yeah tell me what your personal challenges have been behind your business for you in the last 10 years aside from COVID (laughs) yeah well COVID surprisingly wasn't that much of a challenge Um, I think for WA I I feel guilty talking about it but yeah no no um I guess for me probably my like I've been my biggest roadblock in my business I'm someone who has clinical depression. I have had that my whole life and have been taking antidepressants for probably coming up to 10 years now. So probably a oh similar God, amount me of too. I've been in business for. And I was super, super lucky that when I started taking them, I had amazing results straight away. So I know a lot of people struggle. They have like a transition period where um, side effects aren't great or you know, antidepressants, medication in general just isn't for them and that is fine too. Um, For me, Mm. therapy isn't for me and that's okay as well. It will be great for some people. But, yeah, probably just getting out of my own way in business has been really difficult. Yeah, As I said, I'm a people pleaser. Um, I'm really, really hard on myself. I'm not a perfectionist by any means but um, there is really nothing anyone can say to me that is worse than I haven't already said to myself. Yes. Like, that is. Um, I'm my Why own do we do that? Yeah. yeah. I don't really – depression's not something I've spoken about a lot on this podcast and and I too take antidepressants and I have only in very, very recently gotten very comfortable with talking about that. I don't know why. I just didn't feel like I could talk about it for ages. Yeah. But I went through when Christy died two years ago and my marriage ended, you know, my whole life turned shit. I was a hot mess to say the least and I could not sleep. My anxiety was so bad. I couldn't breathe. I thought that I had asthma. I literally had an asthma puffer that I would, my kids would be like, oh, that's weird. We didn't know you had asthma. Oh, (laughs) self-diagnosed. And, uh, yeah, so that was like a fun time for my GP to start. Let's change up your meds. And what a disaster that was because I think I went through like four different types of antidepressants. And in the end, I was like, just put me back on what I was on for years that I loved. and. Now when I go to my GP and I'm like, I need I need a um, new script, I have the ultimate combination and I said to him, I am I'm quite happy to just keep taking these until I die. And Thank he's you. like, yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> Everything, like breastfeeding, yeah, crazy. Yeah, for me it was after I had my son, I think, that I really kind of went off, you know, spiralled a little bit and then realised that, you know, I felt on the edge. And, yeah, my, I feel these just take me away from that that edge. <laughs> I um, also went through a really bad breakup and that sort of, I mean, as I said, it's something I've, like, always had that 
you know, inner demon, I guess, even as far back as being a child. Like I remember having discussions with myself, like picking out my own funeral song, like that is so dark. But externally I would project this, like people would probably describe me as like bubbly, outgoing Mm. at times, funny, like all these things that I probably wanted the world to see me as but I consider myself an introvert, very quiet, a bit of a loner, like a bit of a Debbie Downer at times probably. So it does feel like wearing a mask. But um, I went through this bad breakup and probably masked a lot of that pain with partying and drinking and just having a good time and, yeah, being like a loud extrovert drunk fun person became like my personality trait. And can I tell you that the most of the women I know that share a similar story and, you know, uh, taking antidepressants and all that are the strongest, most appearingly confident from the outside looking in successful, strong, strong, strong women, They that they're the ones, they're often the ones I find as well that are in the abusive, toxic relationships yep. getting treated really badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really interesting, isn't it? And it goes back to that thing, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard how they say usually what we're projecting on the outside is the opposite of what's going on the, on the inside. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, I'm quite similar in that, um, and I have to say to people, probably don't believe me that, you know, I can be really loud and confident and act like I don't give a shit, um, but actually on the inside can be deeply insecure. And I really picked up when I was going through that rough time, it occurred to me that the things I would say to myself, I would never, ever, ever say them to any of my friends or my family. And I would sit there and think if this was you know, I'd picture one of my friends and I'd go, if she was telling me this stuff, I would not say to her what I'm saying to myself. Absolutely. I wouldn't say some of the things I say to myself to like my worst enemy. Like it's horrible the way I like internally speak to myself sometimes. I mean, I, I believe over the years I've learned to quiet that noise. Yes. Ex- not accept what I hear internally, but more to ex- be aware that that is part of my internal dialogue I guess and um, that it's not real um, and that's not how other people see me I guess if that makes sense yeah it's like um your kids I always say to my kids the stuff I say to my kids I would never say to another human being (laughs) 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 but um I actually went through a period and I actually highly recommend doing this where I started talking to myself in the mirror like out loud, I and I, I did it for quite a long time actually, and I found that really broke my cycle massively. Like whenever I found myself kind of beating up on myself, I'd look in the mirror and go, "What the hell are you saying that to yourself? Like you were none of those things." And I'd literally, and my kids would be like, "Mom, are you talking to yourself again?" Yeah. Also, if I get to the point where I'm talking to myself in the mirror, I will get my own straight jacket and go and. No, throw it. I write it. I'm like, get in front of that mirror and you start talking to yourself. Uh, <laughs> I've stopped doing it. Um, my inner dialogue has improved. Yeah, great. Uh, but um, this is another thing I like about you actually is that you have 
this business that's quite very popular, it's really well known. You appear, yes, on the outside looking in, you appear to be outgoing and social. But what I know is every time I ask you to come to something, you're like, fuck off. I don't go to stuff. I've been to one networking thing in 10 years. And I, I love that. The worst, like, social, ang- like, I have terrible social anxiety. Like, I won't even, if I'm catching up with a friend to, like, go out for dinner, I don't even want to walk, walk into the restaurant by myself. Like, I'll have to, oh, like, really? Yeah, I have extreme social anxiety. Wow, that's crazy, isn't it? Like, well, not crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. But what I like about this, and, and this may sound massively hypocritical because I spend a lot of time going, you know, build your community and it's all about connections and it takes a village. But that being said, I don't love going to networking events unless they're my own, um, which is, I realize, extremely self absorbed and probably controlling. But I do think that you can still build a village without being an extrovert and showing up to every event. And so look at us speaking right now. We've built a connection and we never even see each other in real life. (laughs) About um, building that community in a way that feels authentic and comfortable to you. This one networking, if you can even call it that, event that I went to was actually with a friend of mine. It was probably close to like eight years ago. We went to this, like, you know, C restaurant, the one that, like, yes, the revolving restaurant. Yep. (laughs) Such a vibe. Not really. Literally did not talk to anyone other than my friend. I stayed, like, glued to her side. I didn't introduce myself to anyone. I didn't meet anyone. So it was like $100 well spent, obviously. (laughs) But that's my idea of hell. Like, I'm starting to sweat even just talking about this from eight years ago. Like, that's how. It makes I'd really love to unpack this, you know, like what yeah. triggers you. <laughs> I, like I'm someone that hates like tooting my own horn or like I would hate for people to think I'm full of myself or think I'm the fucking ducks nuts to the point where I'll go the opposite way. Like if someone asks me what I do, I'm like, oh, I've just got like this little candle business. Like I even to this day talk it down a thousand percent. Like I get so yeah. people ask what I do. <laughs> So isn't it interesting that this kind of all goes against how we tell people to show up and it's yeah. personal branding and be authentic and show your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so true. But I was So raised- in the absence of that, what's worked for you? Yeah. People, I think, appreciate like the self-deprecating or defecating as I like to refer to it, <laughs> self-deprecating, like sense of humour and that I'm really frank about like the way I feel, the way I feel about business, the way I feel about life. I always want to show up and be authentic. I hate, I don't really love social media, to be honest. I've built a great, I don't even like the word following. That sounds so cringe on social media, but I don't really enjoy being on there all that all that much, if I'm honest. Yeah. Really on there because you have to have a social media presence. Yeah. I do like being able to connect with, you know, my customers and other businesses and stuff like that but I think the world of social media is quite a toxic place and I hate how it makes you feel sometimes it's only natural to have that comparison with other people so I just tend to stay off it if I'm honest. I'm going through this really weird phase with social media at the moment because I've always kind of been of the opinion if you want to put a filter on your face, put a filter on your face. I don't really care. If you, if that's what it takes for you to get the confidence to show up, do it, you know, because there's a lot of judgment around filters and comparing and it's not real. 
And so, and I and I do still have that opinion. I think there's so many people that are so terrified. I'm like, you do whatever you need to do. But recently I've been on this weird, because I've just been like so over social media, I've just found it so boring. It, we are all just the main characters of our own show and it's same, same. And so I've been on a bit of a like looking for inspiration, kind of trying to weed out new people that I feel inspired by by or um, particularly in business, a lot of women in business and th- people that might be doing things that I'm like, that's cool. And what I came to realize was there seemed to be this trend where a lot of the people that I was finding with the big followings and, you know, a, from the outside looking in extremely successful and often they'd look beautiful and perfect and all these things and I'm like they're filtered to shit every single second of every single post and it really annoyed me yeah totally that's just I was not like sustainable <laughs> that is not I was life. just like wow it's a lot it can get a lot so yeah I I I I kind of a you know I contradict myself but I kind of have <laughs> a couple of opinions around it but yeah, it, it I, I me to like share parts of myself that as someone who is an introvert, look, if I didn't have a business, have a kid, have a job, I would literally stay home and be a hermit and be like, not a crazy cat lady, probably a crazy dog lady. So it really does force me out of my comfort zone. So it, it in turn is probably great for my mental health. I'm like forced to interact with yes. society <laughs> and like contribute to society and share parts of my life. So I do think great things can come from pushing yourself and making yourself uncomfortable. For me, that was doing workshops. I never in a million years would want to stand up and have people's eyes on me while I talk. Like, ugh, cringe, definitely <laughs> not for me. In like 18 months, I've done, I think, 160 workshops. Like, Are you for real? Yep. That's majorly myself outside my comfort zone. And the fact that they've been so successful, the feedback I get from people is so wonderful. Um, I'm dealing with the general public. So the, the room for, you know, encounters with Karens is high. I've only ever had one Karen and it wasn't for a workshop. It was for something completely different. So I've been so incredibly lucky. Yeah, that. and you're always going to get them. It's impossible not to. I like to say you can't please everyone. You are not a pizza. No shit. But, yeah, I, I've definitely pushed myself outside of my comfort zone and greatness has come from that. But at the same time, you have to do it in a way that feels authentic to you. Okay, so on this note, I'm going to leave you with wind this up with a question that I haven't prepared you for. I like to do this. If you're yeah, not squirming, I haven't done my job properly. <laughs> As an introvert, what do you think, and because I'm not one, so this would be really great for everyone that is listening going, always eye-rolling at me going, this works for you but not us. What's your advice as an introvert for building, because you have built a very highly engaged, you know, I don't want to say following, but like obviously you've got a big fan base, client base. How do you think as an introvert, what's been the key for you in in achieving that? Uh, lol to fan base. That is halaza. I mean, in terms of having people that buy from me and support my business, which is lovely and like cheer me on, even if it's just people that cheer me on from the sidelines and have never actually bought from me, I, I appreciate that too. For me, the key, and it's again, going back to that promise I made to myself, 
to be authentic and to always do the right thing. So every email, DM, any interaction that I have with anyone, be it positive, negative, if it's someone who's not happy with something, the way I interact with people is always to consider if this conversation was to be made public, would people look at this and be like, wow, she is an absolute see you next Tuesday or she is a good person. So that's the way I conduct myself with every interaction that I have with people is to always do the right thing. If, if I'm in the wrong, if I've made a mistake, I own that, I rectify it and I turn that around and make it a positive experience. So having a genuine connection with people is really important. As an introvert that never goes to networking events or anything like that, for me, I'm comfortable with my words. I'm a keyboard warrior, but in a good way. So I very comfortably interact with people on Instagram or via email. That's my safe space. Yeah, I feel like I, I'm, I'm like a positive troll, I guess. And uh, I'm going to use that. I think I just got the title for the podcast. Yeah, positively hashtag. trolling. <laughs> it's a real thing. So yeah, get a trade. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And I love that because, you know, you can still show up and be impactful as an introvert. You don't have to be like me, the class clown. Yeah, trying to be the life of every party. I feel like if I go to something, I need to be the last person there or I didn't do my job. And I don't even want to be the last person there. Um, but do you think that's because, like, that's what people expect of you or do you get joy out of being, you know? Um, I think I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. I am. And it's interesting because I go around saying I don't care what other people think. But which, you do want them to be happy. But yes, but I want people to like me. I, yeah. I, I am, and I realize that not everyone does. And I, that sits very com- a lot. It, it wasn't until losing Christy that I got super comfortable with that. Yeah, um, I did shift, so I do definitely think I show up as me. But something I call it at the moment, I have this like blackout. So whenever I speak in front of people or I show up to something, it's like I black out for the whole event, and this something comes over me like a persona. <laughs> And then I go home and I go, who the fuck was that? Do you want me to like come to your events and hold a fan so it like blows your hair back while you're speaking? And, yeah. <laughs> and it's well, walking behind me with a smoke machine. <laughs> yeah. I'll do a glitter bomb as you like finish your, your presentation. <laughs> it's so like, weird. And I wonder if I... <laughs> I've got a girlfriend who you would love. I think actually you've dropped a candle to her house before maybe, who... um. She jokes about drinking glitter before parties, so every time she does a fart. <laughs> oh, God. It's, she's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much, Shannon, for sharing with us. That's um, a conversation. <laughs> I know. We've talked about farting glitter. We've talked yeah. about clinical depression. Mine we've talked about being a positive troll. <laughs> Yeah, we've really nailed it. Um, I am going to pop in the show notes links to your website and um, yeah. all your socials and I'm, I don't care if everybody rips off my idea. I mean, I feel like after this you're going to get an influx of requests for two candles. One, this candle smells like ass. Two, this candle smells like Elsa. Or Elsa's ass. <laughs> and I can scent, yeah. <laughs> I can Fish scent. tacos. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Not to make light of that or anything. Thank you, Shannon. (laughs) Love you. Thanks, Elsa. 
Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch. Bossy Bitch.